Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. morning here on a, uh, on a, a week that uh, we're getting a little bit of snow, but we're going to get cold. We're going to get very cold in the Northland uh, as as we move into the week further, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be pretty chilly. Not as chilly as it is in some areas of China, but but very but very chilly. Anyway, this morning we're going to start off talking about crime and no punishment. And we're going to continue on our discussion of the budget and how the budget is put together in Minnesota. By the way, one of our listeners, Rick, sent me a note this morning, and this is this is really pretty good. He says, "You know what? Don't Brad? tell me. Don't tell me his favorite pie." Okay. No, no, oh. no, no. No, I did get a few of those though, uh, <laughs> as well. After the show yesterday, I did get a, a number of people that wanted to weigh in on pies. Um, but no, he said, look, as we get older, our eyesight might slip a bit. But with age, it seems that we see things more clearly sometimes. For existence, for for instance, the Minnesota budgeting process. He said, first, the state fixes up a new budget. Then number two, the step two, you claim to have a budget shortage. Step three, you increase taxes. Step four, uh, overtax, uh, and all of a sudden you've got a great budget surplus like you do right now. So then step five is you spend the surplus on new programs and set new budgets. Step six, rinse and repeat, and on and on and on it goes. I think he's got it pretty <laughs> pretty well figured out. You uh, you raise taxes, you overtax and get a huge budget surpluses, and then you spend those surpluses on new programs once your Democratic uh, cohorts are in total control. Well, anyway, uh, I I, I got to... I, I got to tell you this, as I do uh, look at stories every morning, I am seeing more and more stories of just unbelievable crime waves all over the United States. You know, we had this shooting over the weekend out in California in a predominantly Asian area where 10 people were killed uh, because evidently they weren't doing the dance steps that this guy wanted. Her to. Well, they can't come up with a reason other than to say that uh, he had some people at the studio that didn't like him. He had uh, he had issues with some of the people at one of the dance studios. By the way, it turns out, I don't know if you've seen this, Northlanders, but it turns out at the second studio that he went to, um, he ran into a young Asian gentleman who was selling tickets there, and he happened to be standing in the entryway, and he heard the door shut behind him, and he heard a metal click. And he turned around just in time to see this perpetrator or the suspected perpetrator with a uh, automatic pistol, a a pistol that was set up to fire automatic. And uh, he said to himself, "I'm going to die. This I, I there, there, this is uh, this is where it all ends right here. I'm going to die." And then he said, "I looked again, and the guy was looking around the entryway, looking around the lobby for people targets." For people to shoot at. And he said, so I, had, I figured I had nothing to lose. I just bull charged at the guy, grabbed him with both hands, grabbed the, the arm that was holding the gun, 
And he said, as I was thrashing around with them, he was hitting me in the head and hitting me in the back of the head, but I wasn't going to let go of that arm. And I jerked it and twisted it. And finally, the gun came out in, in my possession. And he said, I didn't know what else to do. I pointed the gun at the guy and I said, uh, you're in a lot of trouble. We're going to call the police on you right now. You better get out of here and get out of here and never come back. That's not what, necessarily what I might have done, but uh, that's that's what he did. And the guy, he said, the guy took like 30 seconds or something to decide what he was going to do and then finally did leave. And they saw him get into a white van and drive away. And that's what they told the police to look for. Lo and behold, they found the white van just a little bit later. And when they approached the van, they heard one gunshot. He evidently had another a pistol, but just a regular single, you know, a regular pistol in the van. And he fired one time, killing himself. I still think you are always better off to put up a fight than to go down without an effort, at least. <laughs> but that could be my training. Who knows? But anyway, let me just tell you a couple of other things. So we had that one over the weekend. Then yesterday, at least one person is dead. Seven more people were injured in a shooting in Oakland, California, on Monday night. The shooting, which comes only hours after the one in Half Moon Bay, California, where at least seven people were killed, uh, took uh, place at approximately 6 p.m. local time in the 5900 block of MacArthur Boulevard. Um, It turns out the Half Moon Bay shooting, uh, seven people killed, suspect in custody. Uh, Officers were dispatched to the area to investigate a a, a shot spotter, this is one of those electronic uh, holding of uh, when a gun goes off, it registers uh, where the shot was fired from. During the course of the investigations, officers learned there was a shooting between several individuals. Officers arrived on scene, located several casings, but did not locate any victims on the scene. But shortly after that, Uh, The communications division of the Oakland, California Police Department began receiving notifications of multiple gunshot wound victims that had begun turning up at different hospitals. Uh, And uh, multiple gunshot wounds victims uh, were uh, arriving. At this time, we are aware of eight victims. Uh, One is deceased and the remaining victims were listed in stable condition. Anyway, we're going to talk more about that as we move along this morning. There are many more of individual cases of things like that happening. But as I, as I say, I always believe that you're better off uh, going down hard than going down soft. And uh, one of the ways you don't have to worry about that necessarily too much is if you are one of the multiple people that are on a regular basis getting themselves licensed to carry a concealed carry up at our friends, uh, Chad's, up at uh, Dead On Shooting Range. And, Chad, your classes are almost always full, aren't they? Yes, they are, Brad. You know, we we talk about responsible gun ownership. In today's society, uh, people want to learn how to protect themselves. The, the people that we have elected have decided to take a different turn in life and not protect the law-abiding citizens or stick up for the people like they should. So a lot of folks are they're getting their permit to carry. And they come up to our place yeah. and they want to learn. They want to learn how how to be responsible gun owners, how to protect themselves, what the laws say and what we can do about it, right? That that's a huge You thing. know. 
you know, Chad, that really is the difference, isn't it, between uh, a, a criminal type of uh, person and then somebody that wants to learn the legal right way to protect yourself. They're, they're conscientious. They want to know what legally their rights are, and then they want to get proficient in what they're doing so that they know how to do it right. Yes, Brad. You know, it. it uh, the, the criminals are not, they don't care about the laws. They don't care about any of that stuff. They're not going to go get a permit to carry. They're not going to care about magazine capacities or any of this other stuff. So all yeah. these laws that they're trying to put in place are only for the law-abiding citizens. They're not for the bad people, bad actors in society. Do you get, and I, I'm, I, I have a feeling the answer already, do you get some people coming up that not only do they want to take a concealed carry course, but many times they've maybe never even touched a firearm and so they might want to go through like a like a pistol 101 class or a safety class even before they do the concealed carry class? Yes. You know, Brad, over the last two, three years, uh, that number has increased. It's probably tripled over the last three years. The amount of folks yeah. that have never, ever shot a firearm, haven't even touched a firearm, are coming up and they want to learn. They want to learn the, the how, how to protect themselves to fire out all about it and whether they take the the permit to carry or the pistol 101 we have them classes are filling up weekly so and we're teaching that we teach that stuff up at dead on arms you know not only do we sell firearms but we are a training facility we do a lot of other things there too for the gun owners you know in northern minnesota and it's all about the folks that come there that make it great Dead-on shooting range. If you haven't been there yet, you've got to take your opportunity to get in your vehicle, head up Highway 2 coming out of Proctor, about 8 miles. You'll see the facility on your left-hand side where there becomes a little bend in the road. So here's what I want you to do. Write this phone number down. If you have any questions, you can give them a call at 218-729-9689. They've got a fantastic website where you can learn about concealed carry, safety classes, all the other things. It's all one word, deadonshootingrange.com. Uh, Kenny, we got to go to our first break. We'll be back shortly. KDAO. KDAL time is 11:24. That singer, that band, Cheap Trick, but the singer had a birthday yesterday. I didn't get to it. We were talking about pie so much. Robin Zander, <laughs> uh, the singer for Cheap Trick, turned 70 years old yesterday. He's just a baby. Just yeah, but you know what, Brad? Back in the day, we never thought we'd get to be this age. And uh, oh, well, that's uh, very know. true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was born in Beloit, Wisconsin. Now the band Cheap Trick—they all got together back in 1974 in Rockford, Illinois. Now, Kenny, r- uh, remind me of the way that some of the guys from Cheap Trick used to dress because they had kind of a distinctive look about them. Well, Rick Nielsen, the guitar player, he was always kind of uh, a little awkward, dare I say, in a nice way. <laughs> you know, and he wore his hat kind of funny, but he always had those uh, fancy guitars with like six necks. 
And, yes, uh, you know, right. he was just kind of a, a silly character up on stage. But uh, the other guys, you know, they had their little quirks, I guess. But not Robin. Robin was just this handsome-looking guy with long blonde hair and could sing like the best. There you go. Well, listen, uh, as we started to on the show this morning, uh, we started to talk about some of the things that are going on around the country. We talked about the shooting in Oakland, uh, the shooting over the weekend out in California. Uh, how about this one? I don't know how many of you saw this or paid any attention to this, but this lets you know a little bit about, uh, for example, we've heard uh, Joe Biden say what? Uh, well, these people coming across the border, all they want to do is get a job. They just want to be here. They want to they wanna get a chance at the brass ring, the American. Well, four men, police arrested in connection with a Nassau County, New York, January 9th Macy's heist. Macy's is a... I guess probably one of the finest uh, stores. Uh, super, not, what, what would a you call it? A department store. Like a Dayton's department yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. They got everything from furniture to clothing to jewelry and everything in between. Evidently, this heist turned out to be bust migrants from Texas. Remember how they were coming across the border in so many numbers that finally the governors of New York and or the governors, I should say, of Florida and and uh, and Texas said, you know what, we're going to start uh, sending some of these people uh, to places like New York, Chicago, etc., so that people can really see the kind of pressure that we're under down here. Well, police arrested. Warlon Cabazo Meza, 19, Miguel Angel Rojas, 21, Rafael Rojas, 27, and Jose Garcia Escobar, 30, for allegedly stealing $12,499 in merchandise from the Macy's Roosevelt Field Store in Garden City, New York. The police reportedly nabbed the gang in a 2006 BMW with fake license plates. Now, number one, who had the driver's license or did they not care? Because, you know, in Minnesota, we're trying to pass a law that if you're an illegal immigrant, you can get a driver's license. We'll give you one, whether you've had one or not, whether you broke the law to come here or not. So evidently, they, uh, the uh, police in New York pulled the vehicle over after failing to use a turn signal. The men apparently told a Spanish-speaking Nassau County detective that they were originally bused to New York from Texas. Uh, Macy's did not comment on what merchandise the migrants stole, but that all the goods were returned. Now listen to this. Because all the goods were returned, law enforcement charged the men with third-degree grand larceny. They were reportedly tied to a South American thievery ring. So Joe Bye, Joe Bo, don't don't tell us about how all these people are just coming here to get a good job. Yeah, these were part of a South American thievery ring. Anybody with half a brain, Brad, knows that there's a lot of criminal elements in yes. these illegal immigrants. This is just the beginning, my friend. Oh, just the beginning, absolutely just the beginning. And here's the worst part of the whole deal, Kenny: the migrants showed up to court on January 10th for their initial appearance where they were released without bail. They're going to do it again, Brad. This isn't the end. 
This See, will not. That I think is the is part of the big problem in America today. Is we we have become so lax on crime. So well, you know, they were raised in South America. They've had a tough life. They're just here trying. So we give everybody a second, third, fourth break. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman stated that the county is in the midst, or that the country, I should say, is in the midst of a crisis at the border. Uh, he said. Uh, saying the city has no room. This is the the mayor of New York now, by the way. The uh, mayor of New York recently was down at the border and told uh, told the governor in Texas, he says, please don't send us any more people to New York. We uh, we have no room. We have no more room well, neither for does Texas. <laughs> no, of course not. Even these border cities are inundated. The Biden administration does not have a policy. Joe Biden finally went to the border after being in office for two years, and yeah. no, nothing's going to change. He just went no. down, and, and nothing was, really came of that. Kamala Harris refuses to go. They don't have a policy in place, Brad. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre That's gets to the microphone, and they blame the Republicans for the problem? Yeah. This is yes. your administration. You have got to do something. Brad, this, is a, 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 this has become a crisis. It's oh, it, this is national and, and security. As you said, Kenny, one hundred and one. You said it's only the beginning. Yep. Here's another. Well, for, let me finish this this up first. Here in Nassau County, our police department is going to be vigilant in making sure that anybody who commits a crime is tracked down, caught, and arrested, but probably not prosecuted. I threw that in on my own, but that's really what what we're seeing. How about this one now? Here's a, here's another one. This is out of Des Moines, Iowa. This shows you what is going on in our country as a whole. Now, Des Moines, Iowa is a pretty nice little town. Well, not little. It's bigger than Duluth by a long shot. Uh, Two teenagers were killed Monday, and a man was seriously injured in what police said was a targeting shooting, targeted shooting at an alternative educational program in Des Moines, Iowa. Now, this program was designated to keep at-risk youth away from trouble. Didn't work, did it? Authorities confirmed Monday that one man has been charged in the shooting and two other people uh, remained in custody. Preston Walls, 18, of Des Moines, was charged with two counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, for the shooting at the Starts Right Here program. Now, from what I read about this program, Kenny, it's a great idea. What they found in Des Moines is that Kids were getting kicked out of schools because they're, what? They're disciplinary problems. They don't want them in the classroom, so they kick them out of school. But then what happens to them? So this former rapper, a guy by the name of Will Holmes, who uh, who has another name as a rapper, he decided he was going to set up a foundation and set up a program um, so that he could bring kids that have been kicked out of school in to this program, and he started it saying, it starts right here. In other words, your new life can start right here if you just keep your nose clean and if you uh, get yourself back together. Um, He said the wounded students aged 16 and 18 were found in very critical condition and that the officers performed CPR on them. They were taken to a hospital where they both later died. Uh, Police said Walls and all three victims were at the school on Monday when Walls entered a common area where Holmes and the two students were. Walls had a 9mm handgun with an extended ammunition magazine in his possession. Um, 
Based on witness description, police stopped a vehicle near McRae Park, about two miles south of the shooting area. Walls allegedly fled and was tracked down by canine officers, while the other two people re, uh, remained in the car. All three were taken into custody. But again, this is this is a program uh, to keep people on the straight and narrow. It's to it's to give them a second chance to uh, get them started. It isn't working, though. Des Moines has had at least 10 homicides already this year. The killing by Des Moines police of a 16-year-old uh, who raised a gun and pointed it towards them in the last week was just one of a number of situations that have happened recently. But the partnership for this program starts right here, started in 2021 with Des Moines Public Schools. But what they're finding out is, you you know, you can take the gangbangers out of the school but you keep them together in another area and in a program like this, and you're going to have other gangbangers that want to, you know, want to get at them, want to harm them. And that's unfortunately what was happening here. So this is just uh, more of the same. Anyway, we got to go to our CBS News break, folks. We'll, we've got a lot more to talk about today. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 1138, 25 degrees. I see some sunshine out there, so not too bad yet. And we're going to get cold, Brad, like you said. We're going to dip down and see highs uh, Saturday and Sunday, even into Monday. Might not get above zero for some locations north of the Twin Ports. But uh, you know what? It's that time of the year. We can deal with it. And the best part is we have somebody out on 40th Avenue West and Grand who can help us when it gets cold and snowy. Would that be the guy that can help you stay upright and stop you from flipping upside down? And That's and the guy, and... the ice That's bugs. The yes, sir. We, we can do just about anything. We can, we, uh, we'll, we'll figure a way to help you out with any little issue. How about that? Jimmy, I had to, I had to smile this morning as I was doing show prep, getting ready. When I read the story about China and the, the, the temperatures in a city called Mo. M-O-H-E. Okay. The temperatures have dipped to 63.4 degrees below zero. Oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Jimmy? The uh, the, oh. the Loki uh, Glacier? Uh... Yeah, the Loki Glacier would Maybe. be a, a, your best bet, but if I were a person, <laughs> yeah, I would just stay inside. Yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, so you got to wear layers underneath that glacier, and you'll be fine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, oh, I can imagine that? that your skin must freeze and get brittle in about two seconds or something oh. if you're exposed. Right, and there's uh, no such thing as warm footwear at that time either. You just you're going to no. be cold. Oh, you know, all all serious. Know though, though, Jimmy, I still am seeing every once in a while on Facebook a story about somebody that, uh, well, I just want I just went out for a little walk just to get some fresh air, and I slipped on the driveway and fell, broke my ankle, did this weather. You don't have to do that, do you? I mean, there there are things you can wear on your feet that'll keep you upright. There, there are. Uh... You know, you can put the traction aids on that slip over your boots or shoes, but also we have the boots that have them built in. And and I just, yeah. sometimes, I, I'm not trying to be the the non-slip police or anything, but when people come in and the, you know, the husband and wife will come in and the wife gets them because she understands this is important. And the guy says, no, I... I'm good. I'm just happy <laughs> yeah. she has them, and I think you're you're out there probably more than your wife is, and you have 
greater well, chances of slipping and falling, and you're going to get hurt. So, No, J- Jimmy, you and I both know. The guy says it this way. Nah, I don't need none of the things on my feet. I'm going to be just fine. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> This is just a note to people, you know, guys, we're guys too. I get it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a great shopper, but when somebody is, you know, here's a good opportunity to keep yourself safe and upright. And, and as I said, it's the cheapest insurance policy you can get. And that's a a boot that gives you grip inside, outside, um, keeps you from falling, breaking an arm, shoulder, all that stuff. Knee or any of that stuff, hip. All kinds of things. Doesn't take much. And especially as you get older, your bones are a little more brittle anyway. So why take the chance of making yourself an invalid? Uh, Take the opportunity to to get out to 40th Avenue West and Grand right on the corner. Uh, Tortoise and the Hare Foot Store. You can't miss it. It's a beautiful blue and white building with a big mural on the sides of it. And... uh, how are you being able to keep up pretty much with sizes and things, or are you pressed pressed a little from time to time? You know, it's it's been good. You know, the the button has been pushed and it's a reset, and we finally are caught up with everything. So, you know, good, product good, is good. in. Come and see us for anything that you know makes your feet more comfortable. You got plantar fasciitis or bunions or arthritis. We we can fix it up for you. Well, and as Jimmy told us last week, they've even got those uh, little warm stocking caps with the built-in light that is rechargeable. You can just plug it in like a cell phone and recharge it. Those are really slick. They they are great. So we have products that you might be interested in. And, uh, you know, we're open every day from 9 until 7, Saturdays 9 till 5, and Sundays noon to 4. You can check us out on tortoisehairfootwear.com or call us the old-fashioned way at 218 Six two four four eight four zero. There you go. Thank you, Jimmy Stuckel. Appreciate it, and you'll appreciate it, Northlanders, when you go in there. First of all, you'll be met by a family, the entire family, husband, wife, children, everybody trying to make your life a little bit more comfortable, a little bit safer in the Northland, especially in the winter. Tortoise and the hare. All right, so... Um, so Kenny, we, we've got uh, we've got so many things going on, but yeah, I, when I, when I saw that this morning, I thought, how in the world do people exist? Sixty three point five, sixty three point four. Yeah, well, below zero minus <laughs> minus sixty in Tower on February second, nineteen ninety six. That same morning, uh, that was the coldest temperature ever in the state of Minnesota. By the way, sixty wow. below uh, Duluth that morning was minus thirty nine. Well, I thought when I saw this, and by the way, this is uh, this area in China is nestled right next to Russian Siberia, but it is a city. And I was impressed it was a city of 85,000 people, and it's it's typically cold. Uh, right now, the normal temperature is 36 below, uh, but uh, the, the all-time low for this city was 1969, was 62.1 below. But they broke that by more than a degree yesterday. Well, again, that's so, in the territory where Minnesota is, 60 below. Is, you know, we're in that territory. As long yeah. as we're talking about it, today, January 24th, records for today, Brad, 50, record high, nine, I'm sorry, 1892, 50, and 37 below, the record low, 37 below in 1904. And the high temperature on that day in, 1920, in 1904, 20 below. <laughs> the that high. Was the high. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
Well, listen, folks, uh, before we get to our Minnesota news break, I want to also remind you of our good friends over at Solutions Insurance. You know, it isn't it isn't that many businesses that can pretty much tell you that, you know what, insurance is something you've got to have. If you own a home, you got to have fire insurance on it. You own a business, you got to have workman's comp. you got to have all those kind of things. Well, Solutions Insurance Agency makes your buying insurance just a lot less painful. They just very possibly might have an agency or a company that will save you enough money that will make you smile and you'll say, hmm, I should have done that a long time ago. Well, do yourself a favor. It isn't going to cost you a dime, and it may save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, simply by picking up the phone today, calling Solutions Insurance, 218-628-1878. They're located out in the Spirit Valley Shopping Center out in West Duluth. So give them a call today. Uh, You might be pleasantly surprised. Well, Kenny, we've uh, we've got Ron from out in South Range, who wants to talk about, you know, it's bad enough the uh, governor of uh, Minnesota, Walls, he's uh, he's a big-time spender. But how about the governor they got in Wisconsin, you know, Tony Maloney Evers? <laughs> What's he up to, Ron? What, what are you guys doing in Wisconsin? Well, I'll tell you, uh, luckily we have a pretty conservative uh, uh, government that kind of keeps him in check. You know, yes, but I'll tell yes. you, you know, he's as goofy as your governor is, I guess. Um, but the <laughs> one thing that really irked me, what I heard yesterday, our governor is a cancer survivor. And maybe I'm putting too much common sense with this, but if you are a survivor of a deadly disease, why would you want to make it your keynote thinking about trying to kill babies, you know, keep abortion legal in Wisconsin? Why, why wouldn't you think you'd be happy you you survived and you'd maybe want to let other people survive? I mean, maybe I'm putting too much thinking in this. No, that's too common sense, though. You know, and that kind of went out. Common sense, uh, I don't know that that's around anymore. That was something that we were pretty well aware of back in the 60s, maybe, maybe even early 70s. But uh, I don't know, Ron. Common sense doesn't seem to be around much anymore. You know, I'll tell you, uh, doctors take a code of do no, do no harm. And my mom, many years ago, took a cat to a veterinary uh, to have it neutered. Well, it was a female cat, and the veterinary says, I can't neuter it. It's pregnant. It's going to have babies. Now, if a veterinary thinks that way, how can a human doctor be an abortionist? You know? I mean... Well, see, you're raising raising issues that we could spend uh, two days on, because you're absolutely right. Minnesota had a case... Just the other day, you might have heard about it, uh, where uh, a lady was going to go to work down at the uh, Amazon uh, warehouse system down in the Twin Cities area. And evidently, she'd been having an affair uh, with a guy that was working there. And when she showed up, she was pregnant with his child. When she showed up, he evidently was angry at her, whether it was angry because he was going to have to pay child support now or what it was. But he got out, when she got out of the car, he got out of the car and had a gun and started shooting at her. Killed her. Now, he didn't hit the baby in her womb, but they had to deliver the baby by cesarean section. The, the mother was already dead. Well, the baby lived for about nine days, I guess. I think that was what, what it said in the paper this morning. Nine days. Now they have charged this guy, Dante McRae, with a second count of second-degree intentional murder. So I I guess what I'm saying is I'm very confused, Ron, with how 
if you deliver, if, if while that baby is in your womb, you decide to kill it by means of abortion, nothing is ever said to you. You, you don't uh, get to hand slap, nothing. But if something happens to you because somebody else does something to you and that baby dies during uh, the pregnancy, you're going to be charged with second-degree murder. It just seems confusing to me. You can be charged with murder, but if you have the abortion, that's okay. I'm I'm very confused, I guess. <laughs> we got to go to Minnesota Newsbreak, folks. Uh, I'll try to get my head on right as we come back. KDAL time is 1154. National Weather Service in Duluth. We're uh, mostly cloudy. A little bit of sun out there. Maybe more bright than actual sun. But uh, current temperature 26. 21 on the windchill. Southwest wind at 5. Now the Iron Range uh, this morning, uh, Hibbing rather, got down to 15. They're up to 19 right now. But uh, the Iron Range Friday night, just after midnight, you're going to dip below zero. And you're not going to be above zero for a few days. (laughs) So here's the deal. Uh, don't think you want to uh, go outside and sleep in your jammies in a snowbank so you can stay cool. That's not a good idea. Don't no, do that. No, no, The other thing you don't do uh, in the Northland, which is, I, I was surprised when I saw this story on Fox 21 this morning. Do you know that in Duluth, Minnesota, police are releasing somber numbers for the amount of overdoses the city has seen in less than a month? Do you know that we have had 11 overdoses in the first 16 days of 2023? You know, Brad, I, I'm glad you're talking about this. Because last night at Duluth, the, uh, uh, the city council meeting last night, there was a committee of the whole for the police department talking about drones and yeah. a committee of the whole for CDBG funds and, and or that organization and ESG yeah. funding. Right. And both groups spoke. And at the end of the CDBG, or towards that, you had Councillor Mayo, you had Councillor Forsman, you had the councillors praising CDBG. Thank you for your service. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for the hard work you do. Not one councillor, Brad, thanked Officers Senawa and Hurst, who gave the presentation on police drones. It was, well, are these drones going to be, are we going to have to worry about that? Are we going to, not yeah. one. At the end of the committee, the whole checking at us when we're in the bathroom. And, Are you going to be checking I thought, on where we're going? What is wrong with city yeah. leaders when it comes to public safety? Are you people out of your freaking minds? They got to be. They got to be. Now, granted, of these eleven overdoses, only two of them were fail were fatal. I say only two of them. Only two people lost their loved ones because they were so accessible for these heavy drugs that are being brought up across the border. Do you know that in 1921 in the city of Duluth that we had enough overdoses so that there was one every day of the year? Wow. I mean, we have, and and then the answer to it is they say, well, the Duluth Police Department has, uh, has certain areas in Duluth where you can get free Narcon kits. No, how about we try to find a way to not get involved in these kinds of heavy drugs right from the beginning instead of worrying about, is there a way we can bring people back once yeah. they overdose? Yeah, and now we're learning, too, that a lot of these officers, uh, they are, they're accidentally uh, injecting themselves. 
whatever yeah. the case might be. Uh, they're coming across uh, uh, people that have fentanyl and just the contact high, if you will, is uh, injuring them. Uh, Brad, it's a terrible thing. And, and maybe I get a little overzealous when I talk about this regarding the city council. But I see every council meeting. And quite frankly, I'm fed up with it. And and one yeah. other thing, Brad, when when you've got counselor, three counselors out of the nine and a chamber full of people and three counselors are wearing masks and they're talking and they're reading in resolutions, <laughs> what good does a, does three counselors wearing a mask do? What is it doing? Why are well, they makes, doing that? Because it makes them feel better about themselves. So they're simply <laughs> filtering the air that they're breathing in. Yes. Okay. All right. And, well, I... and some of it is not very good air that they're breathing in, but they're <laughs> a lot of hot air in, in that right room. through the masks. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it, it really. Uh, I noticed that last night, and I would think that city councilors would take notice of that, and you know, it, it's it's disturbing as a citizen, it is. as it's a very dist- uh, you, know, you know homeowner. The other and... day, the other day, Kenny, I didn't get to read uh, the piece coming out of Howie's blog uh, from Roger Reinhardt. So I'm going to do that when we come back because I think that's very beneficial to see the difference between the mayoral candidates.